Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition episode of the Data Binge podcast. This episode is recognizing today, Friday, June 19th, 2020, Juneteenth, or otherwise known as Freedom Day. This state holiday, which is now observed by 46 states, originated from June 19th, 1865, commemorating the day the remaining black slaves in the Confederacy were made aware of the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation, which was an executive order issued by Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863, changing the federal legal status of black slaves in the Confederate states from slaves to free people. Almost two years after the signing of this document, black slaves in Texas, where Confederate sympathizers fled to from other Southern states to evade the Union armies, the black slaves there were finally made aware that they were indeed free. Welcome to the Data Binge Podcast, a library of discussions with technologists and business leaders focusing on the human relationship with technology. Three, two, one, deploy. Today's episode is a series of three live interviews taken from the February 2020 BAM conference or Blacks at Microsoft conference. BAM is Microsoft's oldest employee resource group, just over 30 years old, dedicated to supporting the continued growth and development of Black employees. Special thanks to the guests of today's interviews, the wonderful founder and chair of our BAM SoCal chapter, Sonia Weaver-Johnson, our ally and my manager at Microsoft, Sean Bittner, and a close colleague of mine, Jason Bradley. We talk about everything from how BAM is helping to create a more diverse future workforce to the real nature of identifying unconscious bias. We hear from a white ally about things they are working at to get better as a leader, as well as how to deal with additional cultural stigmas that people are challenged with in today's workforces. Happy Juneteenth, and I hope if you are listening to this on Juneteenth or sometime after, you find this episode educational, and it helps you build a little more proximity to some of the challenges that the Black community is overcoming today and in the future of work. And just as importantly, I hope that you find some hope yourselves in what many people and organizations are already working very, very hard at doing to confront these challenges. If you are looking for things you can do to take action or to commit to some measurable action in the future across these topics, please see the show notes for links to resources and nonprofits, as well as some highlights of things you can do to make a difference. Thanks for listening. Now I bring you today's Juneteenth episode. Hey, everyone. What's going on? This is Derek Russell data and AI specialist at Microsoft in the West region. I'm here with Sonia Weaver-Johnson, account director for healthcare and life sciences, and we are in building 33 at BAM. Yes, we are, Derek. I am so thrilled to be here at the annual BAM conference. I can't wait to see what's in store for us over these next two days. Looking forward to listening and doing lots of learning. We've had Eric Thomas today, who's a motivational speaker, absolutely incredible. We've also had Amy Hood come out and talk yeah. about diversity and inclusion. Just some really, really good inspirational feedback about what's going on. Um, I love BAM at Blacks at Microsoft. It's something that I'm a big advocate of. 
and hopefully we can talk a little bit about what it is. So yeah. what do you do today at Microsoft? So I am an account director. As you mentioned, I work in our healthcare and life sciences practice, and uh, I work with a portfolio of healthcare providers who are primarily hospital systems, and uh, I actually help them uh, to deliver the best possible patient care and patient experience by leveraging Microsoft technology. So you. You have to be really passionate about healthcare and <laughs> yeah, life sciences yeah. and it. So what are some things that you're challenged with in your work, yeah. like from a day to day? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, there uh, are quite a few trends happening in healthcare today. I think one of the more, more prevalent ones is uh, the fact that we have, in this country at least, uh, a rising cost of healthcare. Definitely. While at the same time, we have a decreasing rate of uh, reimbursements from uh, payers or insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And that leaves a really big gap for our traditional healthcare organizations. And so at the same time what we see is we see these emerging care programs coming on, on site. And you'll see things, uh, urgent care clinics everywhere, you'll mm -hmm. see retail clinics everywhere, and you even see lower cost surgical centers all competing with traditional providers. Like a CES, like now that CES offers like the boutique experience, you go and you get a flu shot, whatever. Absolutely. And so what happens with all of these emerging healthcare providers coming on board is that uh, our traditional providers, our hospitals, have to think differently. They have yeah. to deliver with the same resources. They have to deliver not only a great patient experience and patient care, but they also have to deliver more efficient care. And um, you know what's great about it and what's great about working in healthcare at the moment is that uh, a lot of those providers are now understanding that the fastest way to get to more efficiencies is to leverage cloud. So you're, you're leveraging cloud, you're probably leveraging like Office 365 and Absolutely. telemedicine and Teams and all these different things. So Dynamics, you're, yes. You're seeing like every <laughs> single piece of the technology stack from Microsoft be deployed Absolutely. in healthcare. That's, that's we, really fun. We are, Microsoft is perfectly poised at this moment to be a leader across the board in healthcare. That is so awesome. So, yeah. so we're here at this uh, awesome BAM event. Yes. What does BAM mean <laughs> yeah. to you? Yeah, so, so first let me start by telling a little bit about what BAM is, yes, because yes. I think that's the question that people often ask me as I walk through the halls of Microsoft offices. Yes. Uh, so BAM, or Blacks and Microsoft, is Microsoft's very first uh, employee resource organization. Uh, we were founded more than 30 years ago. I got the shirt to prove it, the 30 years. <laughs> oh great, Black, that's right. Last year's last event. Last year's event, yes indeed, <laughs> yeah. indeed. And, and since we actually came online 30 years ago, seven other employee resource groups have followed. So now we've got eight at Microsoft. And many of those seven have modeled themselves after BAM. Now, uh, BAM, I think a, a really good way to think about BAM is to think about it as, a, as an extension of all of the great work already being done by, by our uh, global diversity and inclusion organization. Um, personally for me, I love to share this tidbit. Personally for me, I, I, I often refer to BAM as a, a well-oiled machine in that uh, we have an incredibly efficient uh, governance model. And that model's been installed not just here in North America, but also in South America, throughout the Caribbean, as well as throughout the African continent. It's crazy. I was just sitting here <laughs> and we were listening to one of the speakers and there was a group of folks in front of me that looked like everything that you can imagine, different yeah. you know, orientations and ethnicities, and they were all speaking Spanish. Oh. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? They're like, oh, we're all from Costa Rica. We flew in for this. So yes, it's, yes. It's, it's incredible how diverse uh, it is. So. Absolutely. Let me let me give a shout out to our, our 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 colleagues over in Costa Rica because they are in fact the most recent uh, BAM chapter to have been installed. So uh, congratulations, hey, guys. Hey, we what's were up, sitting Costa Rica? together. Right what's up? Over there. What's up? We're here. We got our eyes on you. <laughs> so BAM SoCal. So you kind of have a, a leadership position, and you're also a co-founder of the segment in SoCal. What are we up to down there? 
Yeah, so first of all, so uh, I, I, I founded BAM out of need uh, in Southern California three years ago. So we are in our third year of operation and we've had uh, an enormous amount of growth. In fact, we've grown 100% year over year since we started. We started with 11 members uh, nearly three years ago. We've got about 50 today. Mm -hmm. um, we deliver great programming. We, give, we deliver programming uh, both internal to Microsoft employees as well mm -hmm. as externally. Uh, just a, an example of some internal programming would be um, creating mentoring programs whereby we connect uh, new and career employees at Microsoft with more tenured employees at Microsoft to help them navigate. We also deliver a, uh, an entire uh, series of career development programs internally. Now externally we do a lot. Some of my favorite things are partnering with community organizations like uh, the National Society of Black Engineers, 100 Black Men of America organization, as well as Jack and Jill of America organization. And, and what we do with those community partners is we actually uh, poach them for talent. So NSVI or National Society of Black Engineers, we oftentimes uh, get involved in uh, sort of recruiting mm -hmm. and, and hiring That's eventually. So cool. And then with the other organizations, the youth-oriented organizations like 100 Black Men, what we do is we actually mentor, but we also expose those kids to STEM in hopes that uh, someday they might be inspired to pursue uh, STEM education. Chris Capicella, who's our CMO of Microsoft's organization, always talks about building inclusive products. And one inclusive technology is the internet because everyone across the globe touches that. So in order to build inclusive products, you need to have some kind of representation from the global workforce or yeah. global unit, folks that are actually touching the technology. But we need to get more of those folks into these STEM programs when they're very, very small, Absolutely. before they're folks. Indeed. And actually, right? let, me, let me share this with you because I think it's important for people to understand the reality of it all, right? If you think about a high school student today, within four to eight years, that high school student will be working side by side with us. They'll be working alongside peer. us yeah, as, as a peer, right? That's crazy. And so if, we, if we don't get to them now, and ideally even before that, right? The notion of having a, a more diverse workforce is not going to be possible. So it's a lot of the grassroots efforts mm -hmm. on exposing technology to younger kids that organizations like BAM actually participates in is what's going to help uh, make that a reality. And there's something that we're going to be doing together yes, on absolutely. the 13th of yes, March. Yes, yes, you know, what, yes. Can you tell us about the student day that I'm not going to be there at because I'm going to be at Disneyland. Uh, so I can't make Next year, you always, make sure you always, you always double time next year. Absolutely. Indeed, indeed. Yes. So tell us about Student Day and what that yeah, looks like. Yeah. So, so there are 15 BAM chapters around the world. And uh, one of the obligations that we all have as a chapter is to host communities. And so we host local community kids. We bring them into a, oftentimes, a, a Microsoft technology center that's local. And we take them through programming. Ours this year, as you mentioned, on uh, Friday, March 13th, uh, we'll focus on uh, STEM workshops. Uh, business workshops as well. We'll be taking them through an entire series on, on LinkedIn for students. And uh, also, too, we'll talk about college preparation. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. going to be really cool. It's going to be amazing. Just very, very important. So, just kind of deflecting across what we've been talking about, uh, we're talking about diversity and inclusion, and, and you're two two working parent household. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. in a two-working-parent yeah. household. Yeah. The whole childcare thing is Indeed. very <laughs> tough to tackle. I mean, it's just like spiritually, emotionally, physically, yes. financially, and you kind of have carved out some uh, leadership and perspective. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us about like what you're doing there yeah. and how people can follow some of the stuff you've been oh, doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I am, uh, so, so let me just start by sharing a little bit about my journey professionally, right? Um, when, when I reflect on my professional journey, I think the, the biggest challenge uh, for me from a, a career perspective has not even been job related. My biggest challenge has been having uh, you know, consistent, affordable, reliable childcare, right? That's been my biggest yeah. challenge. Yeah. 
And so as a working professional mom of two school-aged children, um, I have explored the entire gamut of childcare. And uh, my family and I landed on um, leveraging uh, something called an au pair as our, our child care provider. Now, au pairs are great. They, they come from abroad. They can be male or female. They take up residence in your home. Uh, they provide in-home child care as a result. And they come from a different country, so they actually bring culture to your home. And that program is managed by the, the State Department, the U.S. State Department. And so it's been my secret sauce for child care for a number of years, so much so that many have considered me a leading most expert yeah, that's as, what I've a, heard. As, a, as a host parent or as a host family uh, on the topic. And so as a result, I blog and I actually give people tricks and tips to make sure that their experience with their child care uh, through the au pair program is, is, is successful. Then also, too, I am looking for, so in addition to my blogging, I've been blogging for about eight years on the topic. Uh, in addition to my blogging, I'll be launching my very own podcast wow, around the topic. very cool. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be helping you with yes, that. Yeah, that'll, that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, and, and so uh, yeah. we're hoping to launch it early summer. Uh, that will be called, actually, it'll be called Au Pair 360 because what it does is it'll take not just the au pair, but it'll take the host family that's hosting the au pair in their home through the entire au pair experience from start to finish. And so I look forward to kicking that off. And thank you for, for obliging me and, and offering to help. Yeah, well, when you mentioned that you were kind of really focusing there, I told my wife that same evening, like, hey, this woman I'm talking to, a colleague of mine, Sonia, she's got this awesome <laughs> yes, yes. idea. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to have some woman in my house raise my kids. Mm-hmm. So all around, I'm like, honey, maybe mm-hmm. you should just, yeah. you know, understand and maybe read up and research some of the things she's been doing. So mm-hmm. this is stuff that's on a lot of hearts and minds. Yeah. Just quickly, what do you think are just like three things peop- that uh, misconceptions or yeah. uh, demystifying the process? Yeah, like, and actually I'll give you one big one that's sort of all-encompassing, right? And this is based on my personal experience. So so every mom and every dad, they parent differently, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that I, I parent, I choose to parent, is uh, I, I like to give my children my undivided attention. So when I'm with them, I'm eye to eye. You. I'm in the moment. It's hard to do when you're when you're thinking about laundry and you're thinking about taking one kid to soccer practice and the other one to swim practice. And also, <laughs> when you think about, you know, meal prep, that's really big. So the au pair in my house actually enables me to do momming the way I want to do it, which is having that mind share with my children, while my au pair can take care of some of the other things that are not as important to me. And I think that when, when, you, when you articulate the experience in that fashion, I think it gives people some insight as to what au pairing and the au pair program is all about. Yeah, because spending time with my children and my wife certainly as well, like I'm a cooker, like I like to cook yeah. and you know, do the feeding and my wife does like the cleaning and like the laundry, she loves laundry, like yes. her whole life is like, oh, I got to laundry, but my, my stuff is like <laughs> cook the food, prep it, yes. like get it ready. Yes. We have, I love that. Ooh, but, we're I love not, that. <laughs> but we're not spending time with the kids. So she's upstairs, I'm in the kitchen, the kids are, so I love your ideas around, you know, being able to focus on your kids around Being in the moment with them, actually watching them grow up in the way that's important to you. That's really awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put the link. So this is a LinkedIn live broadcast. So that's why I've been looking at my PC this entire time. Um, So I'm going to put the link in the comments so folks can follow your your stuff yes. and this is really cool I'm, I think the biggest thing going back to BAM the biggest thing I've learned I think <laughs> this entire time was uh, I think it was Eric Thomas talking about being 10 always being on 10 like Absolutely. always being 100% and you're not getting paid to complain that's right and you know complaining during your lunch hour being negative you're part of the problem and you're not part of the solution Absolutely. And I just really yes. love that so yes, I think ab- I'm going to take that away with me yeah absolutely you know people often ask me how do you do so much? And uh, it, it's this part of me giving 100% plus every single day at Microsoft. And it's a pleasure to do that. 
and you're absolutely like known for doing that. So really appreciate <laughs> yeah, you, you doing you. this. This is really fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a ton of comments coming in as the day progresses. Yes. So we'll monitor the comments and get back to people. Such a pleasure. Yeah. All, yeah. Right. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Derek. Bye, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Here, building 33 at Microsoft again. Was it day day two? Day of Bam. two. Here we go. Bam. Blacks at Microsoft. So if you guys saw any of the stuff that we've been posting over the last couple days, Blacks at Microsoft is uh, Microsoft's oldest employee resource group. So we're here talking a lot about diversity and inclusion, empowering the black community, empowering underrepresented communities here at Microsoft, right. and just doing building more uh, inclusive products and, and talking a lot about leadership and I'm actually blessed to have my manager. Blessed. That's great. Thank <laughs> my, you. <laughs> right. My manager, Sean Bittner here. Sean, this is really, really cool to have you come to BAM. Glad to be here. Thanks we're, for the invite. Yeah, we're taking a lot of time away from our customers, away from we our are. emails and messages to kind of be here and be present. Sure. So we'd love to learn more about who you are. Sure. What do you do at Microsoft? No, without a doubt. So, well, again, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be participating in BAM. It's actually my first time, and it's been extremely uh, enlightening. And so we'll get into that in a little bit in terms of who I am and what I do at Microsoft. I'm a, uh, I'm a people leader. I'm also an Azure sales leader in Southern California, so I get the, uh, the pleasure of managing eight of some of the sharpest individuals I've ever worked with as they work closely with their customers on getting customers to adopt and leverage cloud for their for business outcomes. Very so, cool. Yeah. How long have you been at Microsoft for? I've been at Microsoft, it'll be 10 years this October. Ten. So 10, that's it. A- yeah, no, it's amazing. I was talking about that with a few colleagues yesterday. It feels like I blinked and I was just getting started. But uh, yeah, it'll be 10 years here in October and uh, loving every minute of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is a LinkedIn live broadcast. So I would uh, encourage you guys to come in comment. We'll in real time engage. If anyone is up this very early in the morning thinking about BAM and diversity and inclusion, (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit about digital transformation. We're talking about a little bit about cloud, Azure adoption and what our customers are doing. But let's let's talk a little bit more about BAM, Sean. Taking time out, we're coming out here. Microsoft's investing a lot of money into this. Culturally, it's just a really amazing thing that we're doing. So what are your thoughts about BAM? Yeah. No, it's, again, it's been extremely enlightening, uh, and and it is an investment, but it's a worthwhile investment because at the heart of our change, at the heart of our transformation, it comes down to the culture, Yeah. right? And um, keying into that that culture and changing that culture is at the heart of us changing as a company. So literally, it's foundational for us to bring the best ideas, the brightest ideas, the diverse perspective. You can't do that, or unless, unless you're doing that, you can't come out with a better technology or a better yep. product. Yep. So truly, it's the heart of uh, our innovation here at Microsoft. And obviously, it all starts with, 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 an, with an inclusive culture, which we're learning a ton about and sharing some great stories over the last two days. So you're in the manager track. Um, so there's a there's separate different tracks for different folks. Yeah. Um, like, so what have you learned just from the past couple days here, and what's been your your favorite session that you can kind of showcase to the rest of the world? Yeah. Well, in terms of learning, that's you know pretty broad. I mean, the, some of the biggest things that I've learned is, is first and foremost, believe it or not, you know, BAM is not just about blacks at Microsoft. It absolutely yeah. is about a broader diversity and inclusion agenda. So, with that being said. I've met with a, a number of, of individuals. Could be strong females, could be you know people from the Latino culture. But I love hearing the stories 
gives me an opportunity to pause and understand and, and, and hear what their experience has been, not only here at Microsoft, but even in growing up. So that part's been amazing. Just giving those different perspectives and giving me the opportunity to pause. The other thing that's been phenomenal is just the speakers that have been participating. Yeah, and great so, speakers. Yeah, huge investment from Microsoft. I can see why, but it's, uh, it's awesome. So to answer your question, my favorite session was Dr. Uh, Tisha Rose. She's the professor at Brown. Her conversation, her topic of overcoming uh, unconscious biases was huge. And the basic theme was, you know, first and foremost, there actually are unconscious biases. You may not be aware of them, yeah. but it all starts with that awareness. Yeah. And then it all starts with gaining more perspective around people that may bring those biases to your attention mm -hmm. and how you deal with that. And so as a people manager, that's a huge thing I know I personally need to work on. It's just pausing when people are you know encountering challenges you got to take the time to understand where it's coming from you can't minimize it. you can't blow by it which you all want to do because we're so focused on hitting numbers yeah and the yeah, tactical yeah. stuff yeah, right yeah but from a leadership standpoint really get insights on uh on things that are taking place not only at microsoft here within industry but also around the globe in our everyday markets so exciting stuff I, I was personally impacted by that same session with Dr. Rose, and yeah. she was talking about uh, systemic uh, racism. Absolutely. And she was just very deep on the studies of the African American community Absolutely. over the past hundred years. Yeah. And I just didn't know there were so many policies that were <laughs> not built correctly. Yeah. Flawed policies, right? Flawed policies Absolutely. from housing uh, to the wealth gap to all these different things, and, and that was just, yeah. it was just very eye-opening that that could yeah. even exists. So yeah. back to your comment about does this you know blacks and Microsoft, this is really diversity in building healthy systems that reward everyone and create inclusive environments for everyone, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, absolutely. What's the hardest part about being an ally, Sean? Yeah, I mean I'd say the hardest part really goes ties back into that theme of you get so caught up of just well, focusing on the numbers. Hey Derek, how's your consumption doing? Right? Yeah. Like yeah. getting the tactical and so the hardest part is just consciously pausing and listening and understanding and then just going deeper and challenging your people when they bring it up, you know, tell me more about that. Kate Johnson just got, speak, uh, just got done speaking uh, in her session and I love her, her simple flow um, of, of how to engage and the first thing she talked about which is proximity. So we can all assume that, hey, if someone's you know, going through something the way it would be. It's a lot different when you get in their shoes yep. or get in their situation yep. and, and live it, right? So doing that, trying to get closer to the situation, which is really what proximity is all about, is, is something, again, I need to pause and take advantage of. And when I do that, obviously, I, I understand the situation better and I could help lead people through a difficult situation when I understand first. And then bringing it back into our business, yeah. bringing it back into customers, yeah. bringing it back into Azure, hitting those consumption numbers, <laughs> making sure that we're regulating yeah. and managing our business. Yeah. Like, how, what do you think this means for us, this cultural transformation, yeah. proximity, the things that Kate Johnson talked about, empathy? Sure. 
you know, now going, going back into the customer, yeah. what does this mean for us in a consumption yeah. world? No, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that question. So as a, as a leader in technology, Microsoft, it's natural that customers want to come to us about the technology, mm -hmm. right? Help us understand how we can do greater things with the technology, that's great. What's a lot more fun these days is the buzz is getting out there around what Microsoft is doing with our cultural change. Yeah. So not only is it, tell me about the technology, Derek, now it's, hey, Satya and the team has really taken a company that's been in place for decades with its you know, silos and its barriers, and you're going through a, a transformational change on the culture side. So not only do we want to talk about the technology, but tell us, from a cultural standpoint, what you guys are doing. So those best yep. practice sharing is now a fun part of the conversation. And again, the two are linked because you can't truly transform, you truly can't come up with new ideas and new innovations if you haven't addressed the culture piece first. So they're very too much tied together, but it is fun to see not only our customers want to engage with us to talk about the tech, but they also want to talk about the cultural transformation as well. And you know, I, I just, I see that every day. You're an amazing coach. I'm not just doing that so I can get Thank a promotion. Bless, bless team, bless <laughs> <Yeah>. team. <laughs> not doing it to get a raise or anything, but you know, just having you, I mean, just, Kind of reflecting on the fact that you even you're, you came out here, you're supporting me. Appreciate being the things invited. that you that you respond. You know, you ask about my family and about my wife and my kids, and of course. you're constantly thinking about my history and my experiences. And I've seen you do that in front of customers as well. You're always challenging the customer, but for their benefit. And I, I just really enjoy seeing that journey from you. Great um, to hear it. I, Great to hear it. I think it's a. Jason, Jason Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> wow. Hey, Derek, watch right by you. Jason, it's a pleasure <laughs> Sean, to see you again. Good to see you guys. So, Jason, what's up, man? How's it going? What are you doing here at BAM? Uh, I'm excited to be here. This is my second year uh, at BAM uh, with Microsoft. Uh, it's been great. I was delighted to see Sean here. Delighted to see Derek here again. And um, I really, really hope that your experience is something maybe beyond what you were expecting. Well beyond, without a doubt, guys. I mean, again, first excited about being here, and then what I thought it would be like is drastically different than, than the experience. And uh, I have a ton of ideas, and hope to come back next year, and yeah. then hope to bring a lot more of my colleagues, you know, up here as well, if they're if they're, if they're invited. Yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone's invited. Um, Fair enough. You know, I, this morning I had a chance to sit at breakfast with someone from the Surface team who was here in an allyship role as well. Yeah. Um, and he is on the um, development side and manages a relationship with the stores and doesn't know a lot about sales and sort of our role and just being able to sit at a table, meet someone, exchange ideas and then, you know, have him listen Love and, it. you know, he, and get feedback on things that we experience in a day-to-day -day environment and how it applies and, you know, just being able to meet someone with a different perspective is great. Yeah. So, so a couple things that you've learned from your time here. Um, just this past week, couple couple days. Right. I think the speakers were great. I think uh, probably you guys as well. Doctor uh, Doctor Rose was fantastic from Brown. But yesterday I had a chance to sit in. There was um, an executive coaching session uh, from another another doctor, uh, and and I'll find her name and get it to you. But her her material was focusing around you know dealing with uh, overcoming challenges in the workplace. She consults internationally. And she's built a curriculum, and she works with people from other countries. Um, in, in their experiences in the workplace, especially people who are from different nationalities often maybe have an accent issue when they're speaking in English, sure. or you know, the different cultural norms that they bring to the table. Yeah. So if they're someone from an Asian country and they're a woman, they may not feel empowered to speak up in an totally. environment when there's you know, a more masculine energy in the room, and how do they, how do they feel? You know, 
just yeah. understanding what some of the other cultural barriers are helps us all decide how we can help and move forward. Rodney Campbell from uh, the Microsoft OCP team came in. He says, what's happening, gents? Sean, super happy to see you there. So Awesome, a, a, Rodney. A, a lot of love for you coming over here and showing Appreciate your support. Appreciate it, and I feel it. I yeah. feel it, yeah. so thank you. Yeah, this is super fun. Jason, thanks for yeah, joining no, thanks. us. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Yeah, Derek. of course, of Sean, course, Sean. Thanks, 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 thanks for joining us. Of yeah, and then just a quick shout out to Andre Horton. So I was coming into the breakfast yeah. room yesterday. Met Andre yesterday. Saw this dude looking at me and he kind of gave me the, the what's up. And I'm like, <laughs> do I know this guy? I went over to talk to him and he's like, hey man, I follow you on LinkedIn. You've been doing these videos. And that, in that same moment, I was thinking to myself, this is really hard to do. This is hard for yeah. us to come together and do a video like this at a conference like this. Totally. And put ourselves out there. So he gave me some love. I'm shooting that love right back at you, man. Thanks for following and thanks for consuming the content and pumping us up. So let's get back to the conference. Let's do it. All right. Take All right. Care. Later, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today and having some fun with us on the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow me on LinkedIn or at DRUSS Network, D-R-U-S-S Network on Twitter or Instagram. And you can also reach out to me anytime via email at Derek at thedatabinge.com. The Data Binge podcast is a personal thought form where we share knowledge and ideas. Views and opinions expressed here do not reflect those of my employer, Microsoft. I really hope you enjoyed. Thanks a lot.